Attention listeners, learn, grow, do, repeat with Jamie Tatino. You know we'll never be 100% perfect, though you can chase it. Every piece of knowledge you add to your tool belt just makes you a more rounded person. Jamie is going to be raining value every single episode, along with the amazing guests that he has on the show. They'll be from all walks of life, from all different industries, all sharing their amazing and individual unique stories. Everyone has a story. Everyone has learnings from their experiences, and we want to share that with you. As Jamie loves to say, let's go get it. Hello, 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 and welcome to the next episode, Learn, Grow, Do, Repeat with Jamie Tatino. So I'm joined today by a very special guest. Uh, we've been working for at least six months to make a time to, uh, to get on we this. Have. We have. We have. Um, someone very special, uh, a global business and sales expert, a best-selling author, international speaker, someone I've modeled my success off, uh, also one of my personal mentors, none other then Aaron Sansone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, mate. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for making the time. Uh, I'm excited to get through this. I know there's, uh, there's uh, a lot we can go through and a lot we can share. So I want to get straight into it with a bit of rapid fire. Favorite song right now? Uh, there's so many. I have massive playlists. <laughs> uh, well, I just came off working out, so it's going to be some workout playlists. But I can't go past the Vici levels. If you've okay. ever hung out with me, again, <laughs> you know that the Vici levels is like well, the one. This might get, uh, roll into the next question. Favorite song to get pumped up to? Well, it's a Vici levels, right? right? In <laughs> interview done. Vici levels times ten. Right? Call, call it a day. <laughs> um, favorite movie? Uh, fra- favorite movie. Um, I think if I looked, I I loved. Because uh, of where the era that I grew up in, I loved when the Matrix came out. Oh, okay. To yeah, me, yeah. that was defining moment in yeah. in in, in uh, cinema history <laughs> and the way that that changed. So I really loved that. If I think about my journey when I think about the movies that I've watched, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm I like I love Marvels. I love the Marvel totally. movies. Like anything that gives you a chance to be able to turn off for a, uh, an hour or two. Uh, although now I have to have a bit of a penchant for uh, for kids movies. Totally. Because Frozen. Uh, Frozen. <laughs> well, I gotta say, Frozen Two was shit. Really? Let me just put it, it out there. Frozen Two was shit. I haven't seen compared it. Compared to Frozen One. On the back of that, there's favorite a, superhero. There's, oh, there's, there's, um, there's a big debate we have at the moment. Uh, favorite superhero. Oh, um, that would be. That's also a tough one. It would have to be Superman because I grew up. <laughs> I grew up where you would um, uh, video easy, uh, which yeah. is well, I don't know if this yeah. is your time or not. Absolutely, but, um, but we we used to because we were poor, right? So we would go to the section where you, you spend five dollars and you get ten weeklies. Oh yeah, okay. and so yeah, uh, yeah, and, yeah. and one one like one overnight, and obviously <laughs> the one overnight goes to my mum, right? Correct. I can get that. So I would hire <laughs> religiously every week every single Superman from the from the eighties and nineties, right? Um, All the way to the everyone, originals. Everyone, yeah. I would watch every one of them over and over and over again yeah, on repeat yeah. every week so it's got to be Superman he's okay. got to be my one I remember actually hiring like, Playstation games mm, and, mm. Uh, and, and, oh, yeah, and yeah. playing those yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Atari no that was probably from my time yeah absolutely um, favourite book um, favourite book um, I what am I reading at the moment well I don't really have a favourite look I love I love anything we're, we're, we're looking at in my office at the moment mm, so mm. I'm surrounded by books I love I love uh, Richard Branson's Business Trip Bear. I'm reading uh, Mindset at, at the moment by Dr. Carroll. Yeah. Um, at, that's on my bedside table. Um, I I'm a big. Fan. I just read uh, recently read um, That Will Never Work by Mark Randolph. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Who um, who's the founder of Netflix? Uh, that was a great book. Um, and so I, I'll say right now I'm really getting into a book called um, book, book called Mindset by okay. Dr. Carroll. All right, Mindset. All right. If there was one book that you could suggest to someone out of all the books in the world, they're like, Aaron, what book should I read? 
one book. Okay, so I'm going to presuppose that they're they're going to be more of an entrepreneur business type audience. Look, I think you can't go wrong learning about uh, things like um, Robert Cialdini's, uh, you know, Persuasion persuasion and Persuasion. Mm -hmm. I think they're great books to learn about psychology influence. And that's, to me, if you're going to learn anything, you have to learn about yourself first. You've got to learn about how you can understand. Because when you're learning about influencing somebody else, you learn about influencing yourself. You know, that's that's the first, the first sell is you. You know what I mean? So, so that's a great book, I think, to begin with. But there's so many. You know, Absolutely. when you read so much and, you know, part of your world is education, uh, it's it's like choosing a favourite child, you know, yeah. which I absolutely can <laughs> right now. You could uh, do. I could do it. Right <laughs> uh, your biggest celebrity slash sporting idol growing up? Oh, Michael Jordan. That's got to be right. MJ. I was just talking about Michael Absolutely. Jordan. We just he's, were. You know, he's totally. uh, he's documentary he right now. Yeah, he's hanging up Well, there. he's actually not physical here, just so you know. Well, um, he's, there's yeah, a picture yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's just waiting for me in the lobby. Next interview. Look, he's, he, I think MJ... For many reasons, he's an absolute athlete. He is. Um, he was never the absolute best at everything, but I just love the fact that, that he's the best basketballer ever, mm. ever, and one mm. of the best athletes I think to ever live. But I think that him, for sure, because of his his ability to be, in you know, such a champion in what he does. I mean, the fact that the, the guy goes and crushes every title, and then someone says, "Well, you can't play defense," and so he goes and wins. <laughs> Defensive player of the year the following season, like that's fucking uh, that that that's ridiculously. Well, watching some of the like the documentaries that now, there's a lot of shit that happens behind the scenes that huge. You probably yeah, well, I never knew yeah, you know. And then now this is all coming out, like, and they still turned up game time every night, every second night, whatever it is, and dominated yeah, and faced all, yeah. all the challenges. Well, look, that come you know, for it. me, I've been very privileged over my time, Jamie, to work with a lot of people that are at the top of their game, and I will tell you that. That it, it, there is no such thing as as a smooth sailing the whole time. You know, I've I've worked with with singers that all of you will know uh, that I have massive non disclosures <laughs> with, yeah. uh, and you know they've got to go out there and sing in front of sold out arenas every night, and sometimes they can't be fucked, yeah. uh, and other times <laughs> they you know, and other times they you know they just they have come off you know uh, challenging personal stuff, they've mm, come off. Mm. Breakups have cut, mm. you know, they, they know not to read the reviews, mm, you know, but mm. then they go and they read the reviews. Totally. Um, and then, you know, that's a huge uh, mindset issue. So there's a lot that goes on behind totally. the scenes, a huge amount. And then, you know, as you grow uh, in your success, like Jordan has, you, you have got to, you've got to deal with fame. You've got to deal with fortune. Mm. And it, it, might, it might sound, people, might, that, that aren't, people that aren't famous and don't have a lot of money don't sit there and say, oh, it's such a burden to bear. It really is. Yeah. Like, you could not pay me enough money in the world to be Justin Bieber. Could not pay me. I wouldn't. I would never trade the the life where someone can literally never leave their home True. and yeah. be be like that. That's to me. That's me personally. He loves it. Maybe he loves it. But the psychological impact totally. on oh, we've people seen it like with him. that is huge. Yeah, we've seen it. We've it's seen absolutely it. huge. It must be tough. But again, yeah. like that's. Well, some almost, of us remember Britney Spears. You know, totally. I mean? yeah, she absolutely. Goes and shaves her yeah. head randomly. You know, like it. So it's it's yeah. it's so for me. Yeah. Michael Jordan and and and, and talking into that Michael Jordan on on. Being Michael Jordan and still winning consistently, mm. and now being worth two billion dollars, what you realise when you see those documentaries is there are so many points where he could have stuffed everything up, totally blown it all up, yeah. and not yeah. made it work. Yeah. But he he pivoted Correct. the whole time yeah. Yeah. until he created the success yeah. of of what he is now, Michael Jordan. Mm. He obviously would have had a good team huge. around him as well. Huge, huge. You'd, you'd imagine. Like, well, you see the documentary how big Scotty Pippen was and, totally. and all of the other support Absolutely. cast yeah. in the team. So yeah. he couldn't have been there, and that's the reason why for me uh, I, I, I really loathe it when people say that I'm self-made 
Yeah. And I get yeah. it all the time when yeah. people like interview me or yeah. where they, they do an article on me and they say, Aaron Sansoni, self-made. I'm not yeah. self-made. I'm yeah. not, I'm I, sure I'm the number one part of my success Correct. is me, but there's other components. There is totally. my, there's, there's, there's my, my wife, there yeah. is my, my children, there are my team members, yeah. there are my yeah. coaches, my yeah. trainers, there are yeah. my yeah. investment bankers, there are my advisors, my board of advisors, my mentors, my coaches. There is no self-made. Self-made, Correct. self-made, I think, if anyone says they're self-made, I think that they are being disrespectful to those that have come before them. And 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 that's why I, I, I when you look at Michael and you look at even the documentary, look, he's talking about everybody else. He's talking about Dennis Rodman, who was the most controversial yeah. figure. And like I remember <laughs> yeah, when he yeah, married himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that was yeah. that was everyone like Literally. what's going on, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah. but so yeah, it's gotta be Michael Jordan for me. Oh, good. Love it. Love it. One thing that you hate or dislike and it can't be coriander. I actually love coriander. I don't want to fuck you problem with coriander and people in coriander. Um, so what, what what do I know? Something I dislike. Oh, that's easy. Wasabi. Wasabi. Uh, wasabi okay. and peas. Okay. And then, peas. And then, yeah, yeah, wasabi and peas. And then I was oh, standing okay. there once a little while back and I was standing at a cafe or something <laughs> ordering something and I looked down and it's fucking dried peas and wasabi in the same bag. And I thought I was being punked. I'm like, Where, where's Ashton? Why am I being it was wasabi peas? Who the fuck put those two things together? Right? Wouldn't have expected that. I hope I can swear on your podcast. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can go for it. I swear all the time. Funniest or crazy, craziest thing you've done? Funniest or craziest? Oh my gosh, you know, I, you've, you've seen some of the things I've done. Uh, what have I done? What have I not done? Um, craziest things I've done. Oh, look, I, I think that uh, I try and do some things that push my boundaries every day, every week if I can. I think, look, some things, you know, that, that people can relate to, like, you know, we've skydived. I've yeah. skydived with you. I think <laughs> I kicked you out of a plane yeah. at some yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, look, that was that was a bit of a crazy, fun thing to do. But, look, I mean, it's, you know, when I was, when I was, uh, when I was living around the world, I think, I think traveling, uh, to countries to have a party and then travel back <laughs> and look there's, the, there's just some, no, no there was no train there was there was, there was jets and there's, there, there's, there's some things I can tell your audiences and there's some things I can't so look I, I think um, probably some of the crazy things I've done is one of my clients uh, he um, years ago he I was in America and he is he's based in New York and uh, he said let's like let's go and celebrate and I said that's cool and so he took he, we went to um Linguado, uh, Laguardia Airport, and then we hopped on a plane and we flew to Vegas to party for that <laughs> night, and then we, and it was all night, and then the plane was booked to take us back at like nine in the morning, <laughs> and it was just carnage. But for me, I was like, yeah, we're gonna go to like a local bar, totally, yes. a local club, have a nice dinner, you know. And you then know. we're on the, we're on this, this jet, <laughs> you know, landing in Vegas, and then as soon as that happens, you know that it's totally on. it's game on. It's not like totally. you, you know you can't be it's like, like let's just have style. a few few beverages <laughs> here. This is this is a party. It's right? hang on, hang so on. So that was some fun crazy stuff. Good. Book or audiobook? Audiobook for sure. Summer or winter? Summer. Proudest moment personally and then proudest moment in life? Kids for sure. I think yeah. having kids. I think kids changes you uh, in, in a really positive, amazing way. They, they, make you, they make you slow down. They make you see things differently. Yeah. Um, so proudest would be definitely kids. Um, uh, yeah, that would, for me would be, would be my kind of personally. Yeah. I, look, I think professionally, uh, I think... For me, there's been many moments of over my time, but I think I think for me, finding a, a deeper level of, of of what you know I call mm. obligation. I think for me, there became a point in my my business career where it wasn't about selling products or services for a, you know in a business. It wasn't just about team members. It wasn't just about clients. It was 
when I hit a point where I realize that every business has a real deep level of obligation to do something. And so for me, professionally, some of the best moments for me is when I realized that a lot of the things that I was doing there was a really deep meaning behind those things, and it was it was it was giving me this kind of energy source, right? You know, we, we talked about you know all of the Marvel movies like totally. Iron Man, right? Yeah. It kind of gives you this yeah. energy source yeah. that that you can tap into whenever you need, and it's no longer about you because yeah. I think you get to a point where it you know depend on who you are, but most people get to a point where it's that they've got what they need. Yeah. Like you know, there's only so much money you can have in a bank account. Yeah. There's only so many houses you can have. So many bedrooms, there's only yeah. so many cars, so many yeah. bedrooms. And, and for me, growing up how I did, we didn't have much. And I didn't become one of those people that then suddenly made money and went out and bought everything, mm. you know, was dressing in fucking Versace <laughs> pajamas and shit like that. Like, uh, my wife and I both come from very similar beginnings. So for me, hitting a point where um, some of my proudest memories are where I hit a point where I realized that a lot of what we were doing, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't for us. Like, you mm. know, when I dressed something in my... Um, uh, my retail brand, the mm. Sunset Collection, you know, I know you've got one of the suits, mm, mm. you know, how you feel when you put that on mm. is is part of my obligation to help others to be able to to be able to do that. Or in our education, yeah. you know, businesses yeah. and an event and you've seen that moment where somebody sits mm. there and goes, Who the fuck is this guy? Mm. and then uncrosses <laughs> the arms and goes, Oh my gosh, I'm so glad mm. I'm here mm. and mm. it's that moment that yeah. I call obligation. Uh, or it's you know, or it's the moment for me where in our media brands somebody looks at their new logo their new website or whatever and they go oh my gosh like that's me on mm. paper yeah, you've yeah, found yeah. you've found something that that shows who I them. really am yeah, so yeah. that obligation for me over every uh, business and investment that we mm. have mm. they would be the proudest moments for me awesome. those those little moments there because you know for me I I you know, I've been in front of hundreds of thousands of people and you know there's there's moments where I've been in front of 15 or 1,000 people in the one room, but I don't get an ego trip from that. Mm. It's easy for me to say, well, my proudest moment was when I was in front of a whole, you know, basketball stadium totally. full yeah, of people yeah, and yeah. they were, screaming, you know, yeah. screaming for me to come yeah. out of the, yeah. of the, of the, of the bleachers and, yeah. and go out there and, you know, you know, present for whatever. But it actually was, it's the moments within the moments. Is there a moment that you remember that was, is um, there one in particular that you can say that one there always sticks out? Funnily enough, this is kind of contrary to what people might sort of see from this, but there's a few moments, like if I look about helping people in the biggest way, the biggest platform I get to help people and my biggest level of obligation comes from education, right? Because it's a way that I can really connect with people. Mm -hmm. Whereas in our other brands, we help people, but we help one customer at a time. It's one suit, it's one brand, it's one website, it's one piece of um, software as a service, um, uh, biomed, all the things that we do. So... With education, it's a scalability of helping people. So in, in terms of moments that I've been the most proud of, interesting, there's, there's, there's a few, but one, there's one that stands out when you say that to me, so I'll share it with you. I remember um, I was tr- I was building my career speaking at the same time I was building my venture capital firm, yeah. and I had this one promoter who was like, listen, you've got to come over, you're going to be the big, biggest instance last year, you've got to come over. And, uh, and he booked this tour together in, in, in um, Singapore and uh, mainly in uh, Malaysia. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's do this. And so like I put, I put like months and months and months of prep into this First thing, international right? for yeah. you? Uh, it was... Not the first, but the first big one to Asia. Okay. The first big because I, I already done America, yep. and I already done parts of Europe as yep. well, uh, and and but it was my first big one to Asia because I was like I, I knew nothing about Asia. Like I was still learning to do business in Asia. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was learning the traps of business in China and all those mm, places, mm, mm. and and so I was like, okay, look, but I'd never been to Malaysia. I'd been there once uh, for like a vacation. Yeah. 
but it was like when you kind of go there, then you go to a resort that looks nothing like totally. the place. <laughs> so there's no fucking point of being there. Um, like I did the same thing in Egypt, right? It was yeah. the same thing. So I was, so I'd been there once for that. So it was like, okay, it's going to be a massive tour, right? So he puts on this six tour event. He's like, it's going to be huge, huge, huge. Yeah. And so, you know, I get there, I land there three months prep and uh, I get there. It's like, all right, cool. He's like, you know, and he's like, you know, I walked into the room and there's like huge amounts of chairs, like 400 chairs there. And he's like, I'm like, oh, this is, this is more than I've ever seen before in my whole yeah. life. I'm like, fuck this many people. Yeah. You know, normally it's like mostly my family and three <laughs> random strangers and one just walked in accidentally. You know, lost, one actually yeah. probably paid for a ticket to be there. And so I was like, okay, cool. And I, I remember like, okay, cool. And this was like a couple of hours before it because I always do an AV check before yeah. I inspect yeah. what I expect. Yeah. And so then I rock in, I'm about to go on stage and the guy starts to, you know, have a conversation, introduce me and I'm backstage and I peer my head out and there's this room of 400 chairs, uh, my very first you know, big gig there, and there was four people sitting at the front right. of 400 chairs. Event one? Uh, one? This is event one of my first major tour. Asian tour. Yeah. And I was backstage, and that sinking feeling of, well, like, what do you do? You know, you've mentally prepared emotionally financially prepared you know like to go over totally. there Imagine. to be ready for that mm. and to go and deliver and you you know you know i don't do things in half measure Absolutely. like i don't come yeah. out and go like hey guys go on all right here you go like you'll buy you know like yeah. it's there's a lot more to it mm. and and so i went out there and it means I'm, and i'd put on i put vc things on hold i'd done you know and you know me, every yeah. every time i go out and i do an, an event yeah. there is a direct impact on my vc totally. i can sit there in, in this office we're seeing right now where i you literally sit on the couch <laughs> where i do thousands of deals on and do more deals than anything was ever going to make me you know doing that so i'm sitting there and i just started to go into that that mindset of how much i'd lost by mm. not being mm. not not being in, ready for you know not not being uh, you know putting so much into this moment and then i looked out there in the disheartening moment of knowing that you've got four people there so i just hit this this moment i'm proud of myself i think in that moment because i hit a moment where i said you know what i don't give a shit because when i first started there was only one person in that room now it just happens to be a bigger room with with more space and there's only four but you know what there used to be none and there used mm. to be one mm. and i remember mm. going out there and i just crushed it like i just went out there i'm like all right like there was the whole like the song people. goes out yeah. the video i'm running out to, to four people and i get there and then it's like t- it turns out it turns out that that um that one of uh, two of them were um husband and wife and the, and the other two uh, worked together in the same business, um, but, but they were so I'm, I'm just, you know I'm just I'm just in the front of these guys just you know and it was like we had the most intimate but powerful totally. event I reckon that they've ever had. But it was but I I was proud of myself because I didn't. I didn't say bad luck. I'm, I'm not totally. going to do this. It could have been easy for you to just say, fuck, this is not what I signed it, up know, for. This is not my, it wasn't totally. my event. It yeah. wasn't my, but it was in a moment where I said, you know what, my integrity is I'm going to play full out here. And my, like I was, my ego was bruised. Totally. You know, you got to remember that that was it. There was it. There was a moment to learn about what I, ha- what I mm. stood for. Mm. You know, I'm, mm. I'm literally backstage going out to see four people. So instantly you go, it's like, imagine fucking being yeah. a, a singer and being like, and I've no got a 10,000 person mm. stadium, mm. 100,000 person stadium. And in, if we look at numbers, let's say that Taylor Swift works out in a in a fifty thousand person stage. She walks out to have four hundred people in the front row, and everything else is bad. She'd be like, "Like, where has everyone Correct. gone?" Yeah. So yeah. it was an ego bruise. Yeah. So I think I think proud for me would be in those moments where uh, I built even more character, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. would be some professionally proud things for me when some things have gone 
you know, they've gone wrong. Like it's supposed to be a full room totally. of people yeah. that are that then hear, hear there. that message, mm-hmm. and 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 no one's there. But I'm proud that I played full out as if there was 400, as if there was standing room only Correct. in there. Like, yeah. you know, you've yeah. been to those events with me before totally. where there is legitimately no standing room left. only, there's no chairs left, <laughs> yeah. and people are squeezing in the door. Absolutely. And obviously it's very different these days. I'm, I feel 100%. very humbled that yeah. people, you know, <laughs> want to hear my message and Absolutely. maybe, maybe know who, what I, who I am, what I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, that, that's, that's, but I think proud moment professionally, lots of them. Yeah. One of them, and, and this came Particular. up in my head as soon as you said that to me, yeah. was, was, was me putting ego aside mm-hmm. and, Going out and delivering, and I and I really believe it's some of those building blocks that have awesome. enabled me to build to where yeah. I, I am today and yeah. to where I'm going. Well, how you do anything is how you do everything. Yes. So in that moment, you could have yep. again, but you stood up, and then you know, the and next you event know, there might have been ten people. And you know and what? I've, I know many, many people that have walked out of things like that and said, "I'm not doing." And it. In a way, it would know. almost be acceptable, but then that's the difference between making it to the level that you've got to, or just making it and playing on the you know the amateur league or the small. Yeah, and, that, stuff, and that's the yeah. thing for me. Like, and, and there is many people that, that that's in every business can be a bit more prima donna. You know, mm, it's like mm, a, mm. if you're a manager and you're used to having ten staff members, and suddenly three resign, and you start to you know throw your toys out of the pram, and start, or, as opposed to go, you know what, I'm going to take on three jobs until until we can find those replacements. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and, and it's that in every mm. in every career and every moment. There's those moments that suck. There's those moments where you know you could be a young entrepreneur listening to this right now, and you're thinking about starting. Your, your side hustle or your main hustle or whatever and you hit a moment where you, you're really tired and you're like you just want to go to bed yeah. and it's that moment where you go well let me just go get another coffee totally and go again you know yeah. and, and you stay up till 2 o'clock in yeah. the morning you just get that shit done There's, yeah. there is no substitute for, mm. for for the work ethic that has to go Going into things yeah. you know you can shortcut things by getting by getting strategies and systems and structures and things that someone has done you know Correct. so for me I've done well in business and, and, and my career and mentoring so I get that part but if I want to learn how to swim I'm going to go listen to somebody who's totally. either A an Olympic swimmer or B created Olympic swimmers there's yeah. only two things yeah. There's not some fucking dude in the pool having a bath. Yeah, He's yeah. read a book, you're right? Not read a book if I haven't done it, yeah, you're totally. an expert by research yeah. uh, results, or you're an expert by research, which yeah. means you know how to do it. You yeah. know, so mm, so mm, for me, mm. that I mean, that was for me personally. There were some proud moments where I didn't give up on me. I didn't give up on those that were there, and yeah. I didn't let my. I, d- I didn't let ego drive me. Yeah. I let my obligation to know that I had to serve those four people and yeah. serve those four people well. Like there was 400 there. And you know what? That was just the start of a six-leg tour. And <laughs> you can imagine... How did it get? Did it get better? It did not get better. It didn't get better. You know, there we the, go. The best it was ever, consistent at least. It was exactly, exactly. <laughs> Look, the best we ever got was, I think it was about you know 50-odd people in a room yeah. for about for about um, 200 people in, in Singapore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you know what? For me... Uh, that was that was that was one of the biggest challenges, Good. you know, is is going through that and 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 that you know that was a, that was a decade ago, I think now. So it was it's well, but you know we're what? Come, it, it's, the, it's those moments because when you go out there, and people have heard me say this a lot, that education and being a mentor and coaching, speaking, it's one of the it's I believe it's one of the hardest industries on the planet. Because number one, you are the product, mm. which mm. means that when people say, oh, I don't like my cup of coffee, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm the cafe owner, I can remake you a cup of coffee. When they say, well, I don't like you or your education or what you're doing, that you've got to learn how to build up a lot more of stamina to be able to deal with that. Yeah, and and yeah. people can be assholes, we know that. Mm. You know, there's, mm. it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, not saying everyone is, but people can be, yeah. you know, and, then, and you can't please everybody. So, mm. so for me, the ego peruses that go along with some of those things as well, you know, in the beginning when those things happen, it's challenging. Like imagine, it's like imagine you did a, you launched your book, yeah. and no, not really many people bought it. You'd be like, oh, okay, I could do it again. You know, imagine you 
launched a brand new interior design business yeah. or you're selling phones or whatever yeah, yeah. It, it, and it doesn't sell as well you can kind of go oh it's okay we can rebuild but when when you don't sell out a room that people want to come and hear about you, you yeah, 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 that's yeah. where the ego bruise yeah. comes into yeah. it and that's yeah. the reason why it's it, it's the hardest industry one of the hardest on the planet because I wouldn't say it's the hardest because I haven't seen everything yeah. but yeah. it's one of the hardest on the planet it's certainly the hardest thing that I do and not putt and <laughs> it, it is the most rewarding yeah. and, and that's the thing that, that is special about it yeah. as well so definitely yeah. is a proud moment for me um, would awesome. be would be those moments the hard those little moments yeah. we you look know. back and it's like yeah, where you could have folded but you didn't yeah. um, tell us something that no one knows about you mm. what is no <laughs> the problem is everyone knows everything about me I'm, pr- I'm a pretty open book um, what does no one know about me um I oh yeah I know have I told that before to people like before no okay when I was growing up I used to watch Malcolm Douglas um, who was in the Outback I saw my wife this the other day she was hilarious uh, and so and he was all about Outback living and so I grew up for a period of my life saying when I grow up I want to I want to be an Aboriginal like I want to go and live in Outback Australia and you know learn to live on the land yeah, like yeah, that yeah, and I went yeah. through a phase I reckon for about a year where. Where I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to go on. Oh, I would have been I'm probably four, five, <laughs> something like that. Uh, you know, it was the same year. You know, why I remember it because I'll tell you something else. I knows about me. He's the second directly after it. I remember MC Hammer. Remember, M- you would you would know him. I, now. I know. You don't remember, I remember time, yeah. So these things called MC. There's these MC Hammer pants. Hammer pants, right? They've become a bit more in fashion. So at the same time, I made a whole MC Hammer dance, and uh, and I and I made my whole family sit down. And I performed an MC Hammer do dance video of that? in pants. No, 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 we're not gonna fucking. Have that. <laughs> and I will and I will suppress and sue whoever finds that footage. Totally. So, uh, but love yeah, it. so I remember I, I danced with um my MC, MC Hammer pants. Love it, love it. Yeah. If you could have lunch with any one person in the world, past, present, uh, you got a two hour limit. Who would it be? Mm, um, right, the second. Yeah. Um, look, I've I've done a, a bit of. I've been very fortunate to partner with him quite a bit um, and work with him in different ways. Uh, but given what's happening right now. Uh, I would love to sit down with and have a, 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 a long lunch right now with, with Richard Branson. Um, yeah. But I, I think if we weren't going through the challenges that are happening right now, like my all-time sit down and have have uh, lunch with, I, look, I would really love to sit down with Michael Jordan. I know he's, he's become a bit of a feature now. But, totally. but I, I think that a champion like that, mm. um, it would be so many amazing things that you can learn from from yeah. a champion like that and yeah. just that mindset it's the being that presence of a champion but yeah. then to dissect how they are and I'm a modeler like I'm totally. a modeler you know yeah. for me I, I, I used to hate getting up first thing in the morning and I still at times loathe having to wake up at 4.30 but the reason why I do what I did this morning I will again tomorrow is because I learn early on that successful people yeah. do certain things and yeah. so for me I'm just like well you know if you give me the recipe on being successful and all I've got to do is is, is work my ass off. Yeah. Then, then of, of course, that's what I'm going to totally. do. Like it's, yeah, yeah. It became a bit of a no-brainer for me. Yeah. So look, for me, I, I think I would love to sit with Richard right now just because of how he's handling COVID-19. Yeah. But my all-time definite answer to MJ. that question would be would be yeah, Michael nice. Jordan. Because yeah. I, Michael Jordan for two reasons. One, because of the the, the, the champion athlete, but two, because of the businessman. Yes, you know, he's totally. created a $2 billion yeah. empire. And so... 
Uh, and, and that's not just because he's Michael Jordan. Like, that is, there is a lot. Like, everyone wants to have their shoe brand. Everyone totally. wants to have well, their... Well, they're all doing it. Why aren't they do, Jordans? You know? And, that, yeah. and and he's lasted this entire time. Yeah. Uh, and he's done it in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in his way as well. So, totally. look, for me, it, he would be he would be my lunch the man. The one. Good, good. What was 10-year-old Aaron like? 10-year-old Aaron was one of the smallest kids. Okay. He was he was the kid that was holding the sign at the photos, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Tenyon Aaron was, um, he was, uh, he, he knew that he wanted to do something a bit different, but he, uh, he was very much stuck in intergenerational poverty and, uh, in a mindset of every human around him that was pure survival. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, everywhere I looked around me, it was from, you know, people that were adults around me to the people that were younger, the same age to me. It was, you know, get by, you know, um, get a job, get a skill, get a trade and make some money and shut up. You know, like that was literally the, the goal of everyone. So the 10-year-old Aaron, you know, he, you know, I didn't think that I was going to be where I am today. I knew I wanted to do something a bit different. I, I, um, I think whether I was 10 years old or whether I was five years old, you know, I, I look back at my reports <laughs> at school. I think I posted one recently, mm-hmm. didn't I? And, you know, I was the kid that was, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't sit still. I, uh, I, I was inquisitive. Uh, I, um, I challenged a lot of things, which means I challenged authority, which is perfect <laughs> when you're a teacher totally. to have that kind of kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and so look, for me, I was inquisitive. I was challenging. I was, but funny enough, I actually wasn't the center of attention. I wasn't the, the look at me kid, look at me the whole time. I was, I was, I was, um, I was still trying to find my way in the world, but I wasn't outwardly, you know, this kind of yeah. overly garrulistic yeah. person at yeah. all. Yeah. And that's so why some, some people see me now and they see me on stage and do what I do. They kind of go, wow, you know, you must have been the, the drama yeah, kid, yeah, the theatre yeah. kid. Yeah. I'm like, no, not at all. Like, I, I, was yeah. the, I was the jock. Like, I fell <laughs> totally. into sports because I knew sports and I became good yeah. at it. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's where I, I, I found my significance early on was yeah. I was good at sports. I could yeah. run fast. I could yeah. run far. Yeah. I could yeah. shoot a basketball. Yeah. Nice. Uh, and and nice. that was where I found my significance early on. So yeah. look, younger Aaron was, was knew he could be different, was not confident, uh, uh, was not, um, was not the most liked kid in the world. Uh, and, and, but just knew that there was a big world out yeah. there and I wanted to find some way to tap into that big world. Cool. Let's dive into a little bit about, I want to do a little bit on the current situation of COVID-19 and, you know, in a way, like how you're getting through it, what changes, and as you mentioned earlier, like pivoting that you've created in, in your empire uh, through your different businesses, but even just on a smaller level for, you know, maybe a person who just owns one business or owns a side hustle, what are some tips, strategies, things that you've seen work, things that haven't worked yeah. that someone could either implement, look at, think about, yeah. explore? Yeah, for them. Look, I think that with any challenge or change, like what we're going through at the moment, uh, is is it starts with you. So my, my, my first tip for anybody my, is is really self leadership, and it has to start with you. If you, yeah, you know, we're going to come out of this the other side, Jamie, and some people are going to go from being able to bench press, uh, you know, fifty kilos to be able to bench press two hundred. Yeah. Some are going to be able to go from bench pressing fifty kilos to saying I'm never joining the gym again, Correct. and yeah. they've lost all their muscle. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they've, they've gained fat, they've yeah. like, you know, and, and I don't mean that that means that everyone's going to go and, uh, you know, get physically unfit. What I mean is that I'm excited to see on the other side of this who's been working now, yeah. 
like who's being totally. who's being focused and who's been working out because I've gone from working out five days a week to seven days a week and I don't say that to impress anyone because I always don't give a fuck it's because I know that on the other side of this I've seen my schedule yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly right uh, yeah. and, and I know what I'm on yeah. the other side of this yeah. what's required now right now am I physically required to do a lot no because we can't we can't we can't travel yeah. anywhere but right now I'm mentally required to do a huge amount so, totally. so, so for me in all of my organisations, my genius is I'm, 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 I'm incredible at coming up with great new ideas, um, branding, innovating, marketing. Like that's really where I come. That's my, my part where I come okay. out, you know, solving yeah. problems, that kind of stuff. That's my thing. The rest of my organisation in all of the businesses – They've kind of kind of catch the ball and yeah, they've kind of kind yeah, of run with it, yeah. and it's it's true of all our businesses. And look, right now, you know, we're sitting in an eight hundred square meter uh, office building, which should have huge amounts of staff in it, and it's just you and me yeah, because yeah. the times are that uh, that everyone's working from home. This is just one of our offices, one of our buildings. So for me. Right now, the first thing anyone can do is lead themselves. The, the very first thing they can do is 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 forget learning how to fucking cook or get a hobby. <laughs> like your hobbies should be who you're going to be yeah. on the other side of this. Yeah. Like you need yeah. to be mentally, physically, emotionally fit to deal with now and to deal with on the other side. What's because right part? now, yeah. I believe, Jamie, that people, we're getting the raw person right now. If somebody yeah. is running yeah. right now, it's because they've always been running. They've just they've just had the illusion in front of them, the optics that they've been fine. Whereas now it's like, hang on a second, if money's getting dry and you're always somebody that never dealt with this shit around your money barometer or whatever might be yeah. coming up for you around money, yeah. then you're running saying, oh, I don't have any money, things are going to fall apart. You're always that person. Yeah, 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 it's just yeah. the success of the last 30 years we've had in Australia yeah. economically has clouded the fact that you're always a scared person when it comes mm, to money. Mm, so mm. all that shit's been stripped off. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah, been like stripped that. away. It's true. All of it's mm, been stripped away. Mm. Pete, you're there's nowhere to hide in a way There's now. nowhere to hide. Yeah. You, you're, what you're seeing right now from every person on this planet that's being affected by this is their raw human ability to be who they are. You know, perfect mm. example. A couple of days ago, Richard Branson puts up his island for um, collateral to raise capital. Right? How many billionaires out there are putting up their their home? His home yeah. that he loves more than anything, right? Yeah. You know, is 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 Necker. You want to hang out with Richard? I'm like, oh, I'm on Necker. I'm on Necker. I've got to go yeah, to fucking Necker yeah. to do it. So six months of the year, he's spending time uh, on his island doing it, uh, and six and six months traveling around. So he's gone and put his collateral of his home up to make sure that he can he can do his businesses. Yeah. Other people yeah, yeah. are letting go of all their staff, not giving a cent to anything else, and saying we're going to go rehire what we can. You're seeing the raw yeah. spirit yeah, of totally. people right now, yeah. and yeah. if you've got people that are getting challenged and they're, you know, they're 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 going to some kind of hibernation with themselves or lock down themselves, you know, that's what that's the sort of person that that, that they are. Now, whether they like it or not, that's a fact. Correct. You know, if you're yeah. dealing with this well, yeah. it's because you've done something before this. So, listen, number one for me it will be self leadership. If you can't work on your mind, your body, your spirit. So for me, you know, physically, get up every morning, get moving, do something. I'm not a personal trainer. I'm not going to sit here and say everyone in here should be doing a hundred reps and bullshit because I don't know every one of their listeners, right? Correct. So for me, I talk about your life fitness being the trite of your life. What physical fitness does your body demand for you to be able to be jumped to, to your lifestyle? To be yeah. Aaron Sensei, yeah. what does it what does yeah. it demand for yeah. you? For me, I've got two kids, I've got a wife, I've got several uh, uh, several uh, major entities that hold you know, huge amounts of brands and companies. I'm, I educate, I travel the world. I like I, all these things yeah. require yeah. me to be physically fit, emotionally fit. I'm not you know got to work on me. I've got to make sure I'm working on you know what I call my life DNA. Yeah. You know the things that, that yeah. I that I work on and designing 
planning my day and kind of totally. working out how do I want to have my day, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, 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 and have that day set out mm. so that I'm starting right. I'm doing my gratitudes, my affirmations, all the things that, you know, I'm, I, yeah. I talk about now. We yeah. have my new wellness program. Yeah. And, 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 and then starting your day right and then going into your day, getting really clear on what needs to get done. If you ever find yourself sitting there and staring at the screen, kind of like, what do I do or not feeling productive? It's because some element is missing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, yeah. So number one, it's, it's self-leadership. It's working on yourself. The second thing is, is people have to learn how to innovate. Yeah. And they've got to look at their current product and they're going to say to themselves, what can I do differently within my product? So it's exact same product or service. How can I innovate it to be able to do home deliveries, yeah. to be able to make it go on, sell it yeah. online versus, what yeah. can I do? I've got, you know, my, my myotherapy who, you know, all she does is stab me with needles every time <laughs> I see her, right? And, and that's what she does. Yeah. Well, she can't stab me virtually, but she can do consultations totally. to, to give you some things that you can do to stay in shape until you're able to be back on the bed mm. and then get, mm. your, get mm. your, your dry needling again, right? That's probably not the most, like the best experience, no. or, but it's, something but you know what she's not making the same money but she can still get on and say listen I can't be there to do what I do best and, and that's what she does best but I can say look do this do this do this maybe do this this and that's going to yeah. be good for you so when I see you next you, your body isn't completely well completely think about that customer destroyed. experience like she's keeping that Absolutely. touch with you Absolutely. and then you're going to go back yeah, when so you're allowed to innovating what yeah. she currently does yeah. the third thing is pivoting right so mm. pivoting is where you create a brand new offer to somebody a brand new service a brand new thing so that's a brand new thing that you, you're doing right now so it could be you know we were doing myotherapy but right now I can't so what we're going to do is if you go to see my therapist you care about your health in some way right so maybe it's okay um we can't do that now but we're going to go and team up with someone like you that does meals and we're going to go say listen while you're while you're at home, we want you, my thousand, some people that have you know used my myotherapy services yeah. in the last year yeah. to, to to be able to to be able to keep healthy and fit. So we're going to go create our new with, our new yeah. meal range. Yeah. We're going to do yeah. something with that. Yeah. So yeah. third would be pivoting. The fourth would be um, it would be a, an extension to pivoting, which is which is leverage. And leverage would be looking at a greater level of partnerships, looking at your database and saying what do they need. Yeah. Like for me. There's, there's gold mines people are sitting on, right? Like, think about it. You can have a local cafe that has those little membership cards people mm. that come in, they get their, their coffee, right? Well, you've got a thousand people that live around your area that are buying from you. Some cafes right now are closing down. Some others are still staying open. But but the ones that are leveraging are the ones that are doing well. So you've got, right now, you've got kids being homeschooled across Australia and, and across the world. You, you, they're literally sitting at home. So people aren't going to the cafe maybe to go out there and get a coffee or something like that. So leveraging could be, you know what? We've got a thousand people that are in the area that, that all that all come to us. Well, why can't we create art supplies? Hmm. Why can't we go and drop off art supplies hmm. to all the kids in the area? Why can't Absolutely. we do yeah. why can't we do kids' meals? Right? Why mm. can't we go on? Like, like kids' meals would be like a pivot because it's what they currently do. Correct. Leverage would be saying, look, I don't do kids' supplies, but yeah. if you pick up the phone to a toy store that's closed down because yeah. no one's going and saying, I need you to create me 50 at-home fun kid packs for under 10 bucks, yeah. 995 you go out to your database on your cafe and say, listen, here's what we're trying to do to support the community. Mm. Here's mm. a couple of things you could do. We can drop them around. So, so mm. it's it's people that have to look at their their database and then say how do I well, leverage the yeah. data that we yeah. have yeah. so yeah. I go back to point one if you don't lead yourself you can't be I'm in this space 
You, you totally. can't be in those yeah. three. You're sitting there going, True. oh, but Aaron, I just want to <laughs> get back and stab people again because that's what I do <laughs> yeah, as a dry yeah, needle. Yeah, yeah. I want to get back to yeah. serving coffees and yeah. back to normal. Yeah. You, know, you, you might get back to a normal, but you're missing out on the opportunity yeah. to create new offerings yeah. that were never there before. Like I own uh, uh, several media brands, as you know. Yeah. The influx of people coming to us and saying, Aaron, can you give us a website, totally. social media, yeah. and online Overnight. sales <laughs> in 24 hours? You look at their website and it looks like someone threw up on a page. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, and, and, you know, and, and what have I said? They're like, they're people that, 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 that yeah. say, oh, our business is based on referrals. Yeah, I know. Yeah. How many times yeah. have you heard yeah. me say to people totally. all over the world that if your business is based on referrals, your business is dying? Yeah. And the next time I get to go on stage and speak to someone, guess what? I'm going to say, you need to fucking listen. Now you can, <laughs> yeah, right? So, totally. But the thing yeah. is, I actually feel very sad for those people yeah. because they're hurting themselves, their staff, their family, their customers, yeah. because mm. you can chop it up however you want. Some people were so egotistical and arrogant that they stayed in their business mold and didn't change. Yeah. Now, some people might sit there and say, oh, hang on a second. No, 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 bullshit. Because you had an opportunity, which is my fifth point, to future-proof your business, which is what people should be doing now, 12 months before this happened, two years before this happened. So this is what's called a hurt, but we can make a decision to make this a good hurt. And a good hurt is knowing, okay, you know what? We had a referral-only business for 20 years, but that was a problem. We had a business that wasn't online for 20 years. That was a problem mm. too. Mm. We have no social media presence. That was a problem too. Yeah. We didn't have a database. Mm. We had a restaurant <laughs> for ten years, and we don't know any have any database. Any numbers and names. That's a problem, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so the fifth thing for mm. me, Jamie, is how do you future proof? What are you learning from this? Yeah, nice. Because I hope that everyone on, uh, comes out the gates on the other side of this thing, sweet, like absolutely yeah. saying, you know what? We're never. I want people to never, ever, ever have to suffer as deeply as what they've had to suffer over this period of time. You, everyone suffered. Everyone suffered through this. Extreme, and you can't, yeah. But some people could have been better off mm. if they pulled their finger out six months ago, 12, 12 months ago, yeah. 12 yeah. years ago, yeah. whatever, yeah. and actually start to think about mm. this. Because mm. it, it's not, oh, I know one saw the virus coming. Yeah, but you know what people did see coming? The digital economy. Totally, yeah. Like, that was coming. Online's been coming for... That's, that was coming. You know, yeah, like social yeah. media. Oh, yeah. I don't want social media. We send out fucking <laughs> mail outs to people. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, we, we Everyone's hanging out on social totally. media. So your customers are hanging out there. Yeah. Or looking how you can pivot, leverage, innovate, create you know relationships when it comes to leverage, create yeah. partnerships, collaborations, and look at those things and say, what can we do? This is the, the businesses that are surviving, the ones that look at doing those things and say, listen, how can we go from how can we go from what we were doing before, innovate and do it a bit differently? Some people would say it's... Uh, it, uh, uh, Orders over fifty dollars. We're going to do free delivery. So does COVID nineteen happen? Free delivery on everything. Just because they wanted to know that they, you know, what we have to get all the customers now Correct. and not we'll deliver them in a way too. That was an innovation. Yeah. 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 Right, pivoting is yeah. going and creating a brand new offering that they never had yeah. before, an isolation yeah. pack or whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> totally. But then leverage is saying, how can I leverage my database better mm. to be mm. able to to deliver something that my my customers need that maybe I haven't even thought about delivering right. to them before, but they know me. If they know, they like, and they trust you for one product, what makes you think they can't know, like, mm. and trust you for something Nothing else? else. True. And then future proof. You know, the fifth, my fifth kind of element, my fifth kind of thing that people can work on, is is future proof. How can you future proof your business? But you know, what the, you know, what the, the the secret here, Jamie, is I've done these things mm. my whole business mm. life. Mm. 
this is why this wasn't a challenge. Yes, it was a challenge for me, but it wasn't a challenge for me to think this way. Totally. Do you get that? Yeah. Like, it wasn't a challenge for me yeah. to go, oh my gosh, I've got to create new skills. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just using the skills that I've, I've yeah. used because for me, I always leverage. I always pivot. I always innovate. I'm always leading myself and I'm yeah. always thinking about the future and where my businesses yeah. are going because I'm never sitting stagnant. Because if I'm sitting stagnant, somebody else is, somebody else is going to start holding up and catching up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that was going to be sort of like my next question is tips in general for business. But those five, like you said, you're, they're pretty consistent around whether it's COVID or not. Like you'd want to be doing those sort of yeah. things and it absolutely starts with you. Yeah. And looking at the future comes from innovation. Well, the thing for me is it's you about know? it's about it's about creating it's about creating for me it's not one thing. It's the reason why you know recently I've I've come out and started to talk more about that you know a life by design not by yeah. default. You know yeah. I've spoken about that for years, totally. right? But recently I've come out and talked about that uh, creating a life by design as an experience. And people are saying to me, "What does that mean like an experience?" And the reason I say is because a lot of people they come to me and they think that a life by design is a, is, is a point you get to. It's like, okay, Jamie, your life is by design today. You're yeah. great. It's designed well today. Yeah. But it's actually an experience. If you think about it, the, the best things in life are things that you experience. So you get to go experience what was it like when you first get married? What was it like when you first have a child? What was that moment when they first are delivered? What's that moment when you watch that movie yeah. in the in the, in the cinema with your, with, with your partner? What's it like when you go for that dinner date? What's it like when you go on a holiday? All of those are experiences. So for me, how do we create this never-ending experience of of the life that you want and the life that you design. Because for me, early on, I fell into the, the trap of whatever I saw on the front of the Success Magazine cover is what I thought my life had to be. I had to have all of the watches. I had to have all the yachts. I had to have all the cars. I had to have all of the, you know, whatever comes along with it. And I realized I wasn't living by design. I was living by somebody else's design, mm. right? Yeah. And so yeah. for me, you know, my big focus now has really been about, you know, not just these elements that we're talking about, also how can people experience that life by design? How can they, they can stop and say, you know what, how can I create, and you know that I talk about these eight pillars that create success. One of those is about your business and career. One of those is about wealth, right? But then there's eight other things, and there, there's mm. things like yeah. love mm. that we overlook, there's things like fun that we overlook. There's things like health and vitality, which we've spoken about yeah. today as well. Yeah. Mindset, yeah. which we which we don't do. Like giving, which we don't yeah. like. All these elements that come into it that that we that make up the most successful people I've ever met, the happiest, the most fulfilled, are people that that actively design the experience they want in their life yeah. in all of those eight like pillars. Yeah. They don't just say, "Let me make a ton of money and stuff everything else," yeah. or they don't just say, "I'm going to be madly in love with my partner and not go and create something." Uh, you know, professionally, because yeah. some people they do. Some people I meet. Some people it's like once they become a mum or a dad, it's like, well, now I can't have anything outside of uh, outside totally. of my that, family. Yeah. So, I, yeah. or else I feel like I'm I'm being a shit mum or a shit yeah. dad, and, and that's not the case. You know, you can have everything if you plan to have that experience that you want in life, which is called the life by design, the yeah. one that you want to have. Correct. That you put down on paper. Yeah. Um, I like that in a way because, unfortunately, like you're not taught that shit. Yeah you almost have to go through your own experiences to realize that I like that or I don't like that. I want more of that or I don't want any more of that. I want to try more down that path and experience the business journey or experience what health and wellness could potentially look like. Well, Jamie, think about it. What subject in school teaches you how to be, how to be married? Trigonometry. Right? <laughs> you know, like, not one. No, but but yeah. like, not one. Totally nothing. But you have to spend yeah. your whole fucking life, if you choose to, literally next to somebody, of it, totally. and you don't know how to do it. <laughs> You're not taught the best way. You don't know how to do yeah. it. What, 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 what teaches you about love? How to, how to work out mm. someone's 
how to love them, how to Correct. communicate with that person. Right? How to self love. No one how teaches you, you that. How do you love yourself? How to, how, how to, they teach you how to get a job. That's make money. Yeah. But how to be wealthy? Wealthy is how do you keep and grow money? No one teaches make that more. shit. Yeah. Right? My yeah. teacher didn't teach me that stuff. No one teaches that stuff. You can go and specialize something in university and maybe learn a subject, but then no one teaches you how to do any of that. So we literally get, I'm not totally against the education system, but what I am against is that, that, that we aren't really building people to have a great life. What, 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 what school does is it builds people to be able to go and take on a job. Yeah. Because if we yeah. didn't have that, then our economy wouldn't work, mm, right? So yeah. it's literally getting people ready to be able to take on a job. The challenge is it doesn't now. We are catching up. You know, like my, my daughter does meditation now at school in grade awesome. one, right? Which is great, right? Meditation never yeah. <laughs> fucking happened at my school, right? You know, meditation was going to sit you in the know, corner. It was like, it's like they yeah. sit down, they have like, they have like, you know, mindfulness and things like that, which is awesome. cool. But that's only one of my eight life yeah. pillars, yeah. which is mindset. Yeah. It's one of my eight life pillars. Should open a school. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know, right? But the thing, yeah. so it's about, for me, it's about people that mm-hmm. can really experience that. And if I think that that, that even if you're, you're sitting here literally as an entrepreneur, you own a ton of businesses, for me, the biggest lie people are sold is that you can't be super successful in everything, only in one thing. Mm-hmm. And then everything else has to kind of just tail on, whereas it's bullshit. You can be successful in everything, but it absolutely want, takes yeah. commitment, it takes strategy, structure, learning, and then it takes consistency yeah. every single day. Turn up every day. Every single yeah. day. You've got to yeah. be able to do that. You know? For you, thinking back over your large journey, what was something that someone said to you that really just stuck with you? Whether it's, you know... And, you know, a, a mentor or a coach of yours or just a family member or something that someone said that you might just draw back on? Like when times get tough or times are great, like what's something that you just say? I remember that person said that. I've had some great, 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 Little great, one-liners great, or whatever. great mentors over my time. Look, I've, I've had some great people. I think, look, given the current client right now, um, it, it, re- it reminds me of one thing that one of my mentors said to me a long time ago. And had a physical prop for this as well, so it's it's very dramatic. But I remember we I had a meeting with him years ago, and um, he uh, he was he I, I remember I worked for him at the time, so he was an entrepreneur, uh, and and I was and I was and I was, and I was there because I wanted to learn. For me, my, my thing when I was younger was I'm not here to make a ton of money. I'm here to learn. Yeah. Like that was my yeah. currency. I'm yeah. like if I can learn something because I learned really early, like really basically logically, if I can learn something. I can have a return on my investment every day. If I make money today, I make a hundred bucks today. Well, I can only make so much with a hundred dollars. But if I learn to make a hundred, then every day I can make a hundred bucks. Mm. So mm. in a week, I've got seven hundred dollars. So I, I I fell in love with education after hating education throughout the whole school. So I remember one of my mentors said to me, um, he. Uh, he was someone I learned from, and I remember he came into a meeting and he slammed down on the table this massive piece of uh, of rope. It was one of those big shipyard ropes, and uh, we were supposed to be meeting for about about an hour forty five minutes. He slammed this piece of rope down because I, I had some challenges that were going on, and he said, "See this piece of rope?" I said, "I can, I can see this piece of rope." And he said, "In life, you're either going to climb up it or hang yourself with it. It's going to be your choice." And he walked out. That's all he said to me. And I was still there staring at this piece of rope, thinking about what he said to me. In life, you're either going to climb up it or you're going to hang yourself with it. But both are your choice. So I think right now, 
it's pretty I, fitting I, for right now. I take something from that, you know, that, that we all have rope. You know, the, the difference is we're either making some bad moves and, and, and metaphorically hanging ourselves or we're, we're making some good moves and we're climbing up the rope. But the things that you can do with that rope uh, depends on what you decide you can do, you know. So for me, I've had many mentors over my time, but right now I think that that's, that's very fitting for where I think we are yeah, globally. To start wrapping it up, because it has been very, very insightful. I've taken like lots of notes. I've got almost a page and a half worth. Um, your three top habits, three top things that you know wh- that you do really well that get you to the, the state that you're in, the position that you're in, to get you turning up daily to, to the level that you're at. The three top things, and probably something you know that people can take on board themselves. Yeah, and so I can put that into my life. I. Uh, my, my first top thing is that I see myself as the number one asset in my life. If I was a stock and I had uh, money to invest, I'd be putting almost all of my money into that stock. Yeah. And I have to see myself that way because yeah. if I don't see myself that way, then everything else that I touch is not going to be affected, mm. right? Yeah. And I think that people really have to have a strong look at themselves and say, if I had $100,000 and I had to invest $90,000 into me as a stock, and then that stock had to grow every year, would I do it, yeah. you know? Or would I put it into something else? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the thing is, I also I also look at it from this perspective. People say to me, I want to make a million bucks this year. I'm like, great, how much you make this year? I'm like 50 grand, like, okay. <laughs> you're like, you're 950 off. So I actually love to sometimes break it down, Jamie, and work out how much per hour that mm-hmm. they want to make. And let's say it works out to, let's say, 550 odd bucks, right? And I might say to that person, let me ask you something. Today so far, uh, you know, you've been awake for, let's say, five hours. Uh, have you produced at a level where you would pay someone like you $2,500 so far today? Two and a half thousand, because that's how much you want to earn. Mm, mm. So have you produced two and a half thousand dollars worth of value? Mm. In other words, would you pay somebody else two and a half thousand dollars so far today for what you've done so far today? And it's a bit of a wake up call for a totally. lot of people. Because they go, Oh, fuck no. Because mm, I'm gonna say, yeah. Oh yeah, I've definitely oh I'm like, okay, but if you had to pay someone <laughs> totally. five fifty an it hour. Sounds good, but so you physically right? yeah. if you had to physically pay yeah, someone yeah, yeah, five yeah. fifty an hour for since yeah. you fucking woke up, yeah. have you done the things you mm. need to do? So you've got to see yourself as an asset, number one. Number two, you you know, I learned early on when I went and I learned from everybody and all of the seminars, everyone talked about action, action, taking action, taking action. But the problem for me is that every every part of action goes down a to-do list. And for me, to-do list get not done, right? <laughs> yeah. To-do not list just don't get done, yeah. right? And so to me, I had to learn the difference between taking action. I made a distinction really early on, and it's just a slight one, but it's powerful. And the distinction was about taking massive and immediate action, right? As you know, I call M-A-I-A, right? Yep. And, and for me, taking massive and immediate action is a major difference on taking action. You see, action is, I'm going to do that. Yeah, let me write that down. Like you yeah. might be listening to this podcast right now and go, oh, I love what Aaron yeah, said. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to write that down and Tuesday next week, <laughs> I'm going to action that yeah. thing, right? You know, I'm definitely going to join that gym. I'm going to yeah. get up at 4.30. You know, yeah. bullshit. You need to do something now. You need to find two or three things that you can do right now. Yeah. And so for me, massive, which means big, right? Scary. And it should push you because everyone has a different level of massive. Mm, mm, my mm. level of massive is now is different to my level of massive five, 10 years ago. Correct. So every year my massive gets bigger because yeah. that has to scare me yeah. and immediate right now action. Yeah. So for me, my to-do lists are anywhere between, you know, let's say four and maybe eight, nine things I need to get done that day. 
I used to do a list of 35 things because it made me feel good. Some fucking totally. dopamine running yeah. down. Oh, right. It's great, great, great. So many things. Look at me go. But yeah. now yeah. I've got three to nine. I just things yeah. I need to get done and I've got to cross those yeah. things off every day of what yeah. I need to get done. Yeah. I'm very clear yeah. on the massive action. Yeah. So number one for me is that you have to shape your life into into one where you see yourself as a number one asset. Because yeah. if you're going to go buy houses, buy businesses, have a family, all those kind of things and not invest into you first, then you're being a fucking idiot. It's, it's as simple as that, right? Number two, action yeah. it's not action it's mass minute, which means you need to do it now yeah. now is the now mm-hmm. now is the now mm-hmm. like it's you know you know we've got 4.7 seconds so our brain talks us out of something <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. you've got 4.7 seconds to take some action right now and that's been proved recently again by neuroscience mm-hmm. so it's not just, it's not just, uh, it's not just um, uh, you know rhetoric it's it's literally exactly what the brain looks at and says you yeah. have to do this now yeah. Yeah. before we talk you out of it Correct. because your brain is designed it's millions of years old right it's designed to to make you survive yeah. Yeah. right it's not designed to make you thrive and be an entrepreneur totally. <laughs> you know totally. I mean? absolutely you're fucking crazy as an entrepreneur that, right? risk and it, doing what's not right exactly right <laughs> yeah. whereas which your brain doesn't want to do any of that Correct. so number one you have to see yourself as an asset number two you have to take massive and immediate action yeah. and number three for me would be about um, being 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 really clear about the life you want to have and sitting down and saying, what do I really want? So what life do I want? If I was to design my life right now, what would it look like? Who would be in it? What would I do? Where would I go? How much money would I have? What kind of body would I have? What kind of friends would I have around me? How much love would I give? And what I expect back in mm, others, mm, right? What mm. do I want to have come into my life? Uh, how much fun and joy and vibrance do I want to bring into my life? I think that people, too many people fall into their life and then don't expect enough from it. Mm. Mm. And I think we need to pause and then expect more from our life and say, well, what do I really want? What do I really want? Do I need to get more friends around me? Do I need to look at myself and say, you know what? I'm not fucking happy with my body right now. Right? Or more importantly, I feel less confident when I don't have my shoulders that pull me back, so I stand prouder. Mm, and that happens mm. because I can't hit the gym for a second. You know? And yeah. it also means yeah. you don't have to be this person that becomes this marathon runner with you know, 1% body fat. Like, who, no one ha- unless, you, unless you're a fitness model, then go totally. do that. Right? If you get paid to be a fitness thing? model, then yeah. be a fucking fitness yeah. model. Right? But if you don't need to, then, then I think we've got to take our life more seriously. Mm. And, and I don't mean that like take yourself, I mean, you need to take, I take what I do very seriously, but I take myself lightly. Yeah. I have yeah. some fun, I enjoy, I roll with the punches, but I take what I do extremely seriously, right? I take my day seriously, I take the things I need to get done seriously, I, t- I take helping people seriously, I take my businesses seriously, I take being a dad seriously, but I do those things, but then I also take myself lightly. I have some fun, I enjoy yeah. it. Because yeah. if you don't and everything's full on serious, then you fall into that stress wagon, you know, and then you're not designing your day. Correct. You know, you're not kind of so saying, falling into I, it and whatever happens, happens. Totally, you know, and that's yeah. the reason Which why. Default. You know, I've been talking about that recently yeah. that a lot of people yeah. have, of, which is the reason why I released the, the day by design is because I went, hang on, how do I create people to get re- set really in their day yeah. so they can go out there and, and create their life? So I think yeah. number one, it is about you as the asset. Yeah. Number two, it's about the difference between action, MAIA. Yeah. And, and number three, it's about making the, the absolute deliberate commitment that you want to have that life you want to have by design yeah. and stopping. Mm planning like we do businesses totally. we do business plans all the time we do financial plans all the time we well, do sales plans like all the asset, time then you like would stop and do that that's my point the same before you go and buy an asset you do the diligence you know, so why don't you do that for yourself you know you gotta eat good food yeah. you gotta you know, people are like, oh Spot I can't on. afford to you can't afford not to 
You can't afford yeah. not to. Yeah. You know, like you, you think about it. Like for me, right? Like I, I like for the the clothing that I that yeah. I do, right? So your suit, I can't remember how much you were. Let's say it's a couple of grand yeah. for the suit that you yeah. got. If you put that suit on, that certain if mm. you put that Santana collection on, you walk out there and you feel a million bucks, mm. and you go and you close a deal for mm. for five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, for as many times as you want to do that, as long as you fit your suit, just don't change your body shape, <laughs> you'll be fine, right? <laughs> then, then to me, a couple of grand on a suit, as an example is giving you an ROI. Totally. You go get a haircut that costs you 20 bucks more from a salon down the road that makes you feel even better and you go out there and you produce more than a $150 haircut, right? You go get a nice pair of shoes. You go to the gym. You eat healthy food. Like for me, I look at it plainly logically that I look after me because I know what I can produce Mm. when I look after me. And I have to do that first. I have to look at me as that asset and say, I'm prepared to look at me as an number one asset. Because if I have a business and I don't look at me, I'll fuck the business up. Totally. Because I won't come into that business being the leader. The person you right? need to be. I'll yeah. be like, I don't want to be there. Yeah. I can't be yeah. bothered. Yeah. I don't want to do that. That's a problem that happens. Exactly. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And the thing yeah. is, but we teach our society to literally, it's like, get a job. Buy a house, get a 35-year mortgage, which is your number one asset you have, and then sit there and suck it up and like you know, enjoy your like. life. Why do people hate <laughs> yeah. their life? It's yeah. because they have a, they work their ass off to buy a house that they can barely afford. They put all their money into it. Why? Because we're trained that if you rent, then somehow you're failing. <laughs> somehow you're failing if you rent, right? Yeah. Whereas yeah. for me, I was the guy that didn't buy a house till a lot later than my peers because I went, I traveled the world, I spent money on seminars, I, I, I finally you know, fell in love with books and audiobooks, yeah. I, yeah. I, I tried to eat good food, I got personal training, all the mm. things that I tried mm. to do, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned, I learned. And to this day, I'm still getting an ROI totally. on what I decided to do. Today, I'm getting an ROI on my energy that I need to have. As you know, I'm about to go into a, into a private yeah. um, uh, mentoring session with one of my students. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting an ROI on what I did today, Yeah. right? Yeah. My workout this morning, right? It's my workout the day before. It's doing those things because I treat myself as yeah. that asset. Yeah. And so number one, I think everyone needs to do it. Number two, they're going to take action. Yeah. Yeah. And number three, press the fucking pause button. Sit down and go, how do I want to live my life by design? What are the things that I can do now to create that life that I want to have in all of those categories that I talk about, right? I'm sure you can give the guys a link to, totally. to LBDX, yeah, right? Yeah. And and what do I need to do? How do I need to work on these these areas to then go out there and, and create the life that I want to have? You know what I mean? think now, during the, the, the time that we're going through, this could be, a, well, it should be a great it time where you can pause for a night, half a day, and whatever it, it looks be. like yeah. to say, I want to do more of this. I don't yeah. want to do that anymore. Because you can. And it is a time to implement. And like you said, you're training seven now, no, days now compared to five. Build that habit. Build that routine for someone who doesn't train, wants to do some more reading, education, do a course online. There's totally. so many shit, so much stuff you can do online and you know now. It's, you know what I mean? I'm not going to go back to five days. There you go. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> You'll probably find around eight so, days so somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It'll become a yeah. new habit for me, you know? And, yeah. and so, so I, look, I, I just... I just hope people see that this is an opportunity right now to, to do some amazing, incredible things, yeah. and and they can either limit themselves to their their, their imagination yeah. or lack of imagination right now, or they can make a, a, a decision and a commitment to do something something great right now. Yeah. This is a gift. These challenges are happening right now. Yeah. It might not feel it for a bunch of people, but it's absolutely a gift. You know, it's a gift for people right now to to stop and decide where they really want to go. Because, you know, I also, I believe one of my friends, um, Janine Ellis, she owns Boost Juice, and um, she's worked with me many times. She said to me the other day, she said, um, some businesses, Aaron, have just become fat and lazy. 
and she said, "This is really putting a few into totally. shape." <laughs> nice. And you know what? I, I like that. I Pretty fitting to boost I, your I kind of, yeah. you know, it, it's true. But it's mm-hmm. true. Like she just some businesses have just become. You know, I call that fat success. Totally, you did. Have yeah. said it before? Yeah. Yeah. It's fat success. Yeah. People that have been fat success right now are the ones that have fallen off a fucking cliff yeah. because of all this stuff that's yeah. going on. Yeah. So this is a bit of a wake up call for businesses to say, maybe we need to watch the numbers here a little bit more. Totally. Maybe we need to invest in the right things. Like totally. if you've got a team and your team can't sell for shit, then you need to get sales training. Totally. If you've got a customer service team but they don't really know how to give customer service, if you have a business with no innovation department or person that creates new, new stuff, new stuff yeah. then guess totally. what? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. You know? So we have to start investing in things that are actually going to make a critical difference totally. in, in in our life right now, in our business right now. That's what I mean mm. is the mm. fifth element that I gave you, which is mm. that future proof. Correct. Like what can I do now to make sure I'm never going to be in this challenge again? Well, even thinking about it now, like you can look back 10 years ago and say, I did all those particular things to get to where I am. Think about in 10 years' time, look back and say, shit, you know, COVID-19, yep. what were you doing? What did you do coming out of it? Who were you? What did you do? Not what didn't you do? What can you look back on and say, wow, that was that was the game changer for Absolutely. me? Absolutely. Uh, but Aaron, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it, honestly. Uh, I'm sure the listeners got a lot out of it. I will put in the LBDX link. I'll yep. put in like your website if anyone wants yep. to learn any more about what you do. Um, so they can, they, can to, they can go to join LBDX. Dot com. I just say it slowly because I stuff it up sometimes. Join <laughs> lbdx.com yeah, yeah, and yeah. there's a seven-day trial on this. Cool. So they can right. jump on, they can Done. learn it. They can I'll put that in the show there. notes as well yeah. for everyone as well. But again, thank you so much. Welcome. Um, and everyone out there listening, thank you for joining in today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you and hearing you on the next episode. For until then, take care.